to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Bowles, touchdown. He goes. It's Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Yep, yep. Everyone who is watching this podcast right now definitely was watching on Monday. And they told us the preseason top 25 came out. Michigan was ranked eight. Going into the season, everyone said, we didn't stand a chance. We didn't have the offense to hang in there with everyone from the SEC. We spanked everyone. But Jim Harbaugh's a cheater, they said. They pulled him from the Penn State game. We won. They pulled him from the Ohio State game. They said, you can't beat Ohio State without your coach. Guess what? We did. And then we pulled Bama. Bama was at four, and everyone said, you don't stand a chance. All you did all year was play anemic Big Ten teams. Guess what? When it mattered the most, the better team won. Then we play Washington. And everyone says, you don't have the passing offense to win the game. It doesn't matter. We shut down Michael Penix. It does not matter. Who has it better than us? Absolutely nobody. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. 2024 national champions. Never doubt this team again, you Buckeye fan. I feel like I just got yelled at. <laughs> well, what an yes, introduction, uh, man. Yeah, great introduction. Obviously, for those who don't know, um, Michigan won the uh, Natty on Monday. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> the team of destiny is what this was. A team of destiny. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> had to go out on top, and it is great. Uh, but how are you doing, Ryan? I, you know, we'll just <laughs> say this. Um, I'm going to have my time to yell. You know, it's it's been a rough week. Um, we've got a Packer fan in here with us, and we'll bring him in shortly. Um, buddy, congratulations. You're a champion. I have no idea what it feels like to be a winner anymore. So I'm very envious of you. Um, but you know, I feel great, man. It's, it's, it's another week. And, um, you know, I will say this 10 or I'm wow. No, two years, not 10 years yet. Two years to the day is when the pigskin project was created. And I mean, 97 episodes in, We've been consistent as much as we can. And to be honest with you, I mean, I can't, I, I could probably only count on one hand the amount of weeks that we have missed um, because we do this on a week to week basis. We are very consistent. And if any of you guys are new listening, you guys will know, I mean, we are very, I mean, we're, we're the biggest football nerds around. I mean, I know that this isn't necessarily the biggest podcast or not, but 
you know, I meant every word that I said. If you follow me on Twitter, you guys saw the big little thing that, or big mm -hmm. little, geez, the big thing that I, you know, tweeted out and everything, um, you know, the opportunities and stuff that we've been presented with and, um, you know, lucky enough to participate in because of this podcast has just been huge. And um, this is just the beginning. And I mean, I'm not just saying that just because it's only, it's a young podcast, but what I will say is this, we've got a lot of news that have been just boiling and cooking for the last, I don't know, six months or so. I mean, yeah. there's been ideas in our brains yeah. And, you know, I, I just want to keep it at that because we will not announce anything unless it's absolutely <laughs> official. Um, but just know, come come draft season, we're going to be very involved. That's all I got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to bring in one of my favorite, you know, on or the, the, the Pigskin Project fans, if you want to name it like that, because he's helped us out astronomically with the growth of this podcast. Um, if you guys have been listening for a long time, you guys know there's a little thing that used to be called the Overtime Sports Network that used to help us out. Ben used to point to the logo every single week, yeah. and this man controlled every bit of it. This was the guy that really tried to throw our podcast out there into the wild just to see who can, who, who's crazy enough to listen to a bunch of weirdos talk about football. And, um, you know, he's, he's tuned in just about every single week. For a while now and um this is a long time coming we've been trying to get this guy on the show for quite a while and one of my favorite parts about him is that he's just as crazy if not maybe a little bit crazier about wrestling than i am too ladies and gentlemen kyle gagliardi welcome to the what's, show what's going on fellas uh, yeah like you said a long time coming it's crazy that you guys have been doing this for two years now and i think otsn was involved with your podcast almost from the very beginning yeah. and to think that you are three episodes now away from episode 100 i commend you guys for doing so because i don't know if you know this most podcasts only last on average 10 episodes and i have thankfully been a part of three podcasts that i've gotten to triple digits so that the fact <laughs> that you guys are even close congrats thank you very much we've got ian coming in here saying el presliardi <laughs> he kind of he kind of butchered it a little bit but whatever it's all good yeah no it's all good i love it i love it but guys there's been a lot of news happening within the last couple days oh i mean goodness the first monday after this regular season has ended is notoriously known as black monday but i don't think any of us really knew how big this was going to be coming into today's episode ben yeah, even today. I mean, if we would have recorded this yesterday, I mean, the amount of news that would have come out would have been way less. I mean, the past 12 hours, I would say, we've kind of been, I don't want to say bombarded, but we've definitely had at least two real big news drops, one related to the NFL, one related to college. And, you know, thank, mm -hmm. thank the Lord we record when we do. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, this is right in the heart of it, really. And, you know, to be honest with you, too, I mean, the season's not even over yet, which is no. crazy. I mean, I've sat here, you know, as, as sad as I am about well, the Well, it's over for you. Over. It's over for yeah. you. I do have yeah. to tell you. Bye, buddy. I, just, I had to get that out there. Everybody can see me. I'm wearing my Packers jersey. I got Jay Love in the background. I had to throw yeah. that out there. Hey, you know, Ben, you'll be right there next to me next week. Don't talk All to right, me. All right, pal. Yeah, um, but anyways, <laughs> so um, I will say, I mean, it's been pretty rough. 
I've already tweeted out like things to look forward to, and it's literally like next month is the scouting combine, and it'll be here. Yeah, we'll get there. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to. It's just a matter of time before we go and experience it all again. But let's go ahead and get started with these headlines. Um, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith is fired after three straight seven and ten seasons. Um, I put this one at the very beginning just because this is probably the number one thing that we all expected to happen. Um, This guy's an absolute loser, man. Like everybody sat here and, you know, tweeted out like, oh, he's livid because the Saints ran up the score on him. How about this? Don't let them do that. Like, be a better coach. I don't know. Have a better game plan. Like, if you don't want a lot of sco- a lot of points scored on you, I think it's that simple. Um, Kyle, what did you think about this whole situation? I, I was going to ask if I could say something about that because I have some thoughts. <laughs> and obviously, the writing was definitely on the wall with Arthur Smith getting canned. I mean, if you keep posting the same record, and it, it kind of sucks for him because I don't think Desmond Ritter's the guy in Atlanta. He's not a winner. He's not good. And neither is Taylor Heineke. So they obviously got more problems than just head coaching. But once you saw that altercation after their loss to the Saints, you knew he was definitely getting fired the next day. And to go off of that point of him getting mad about that, just like you said, stop him. You're grown men in a professional league, making millions of dollars. This isn't Pop Warner. I get it if you're playing a 12-year-old and under league and you're running up the score a little bit. That's where kids need to learn the game and grow. This is the NFL. Come on now. Grow a pair. Am I allowed to cuss on this, by the way? Am I allowed to do that? Um, I'll say, if I I can't, I won't. Go for it. Go for it. You know, know, it's up to you. Okay. Uh, Ben, what are your thoughts? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, it's exactly what I said when everything came out. Kyle did exact, you know, it said exactly what I said. If you don't want him to score on you, then stop him. And I mean, it's as easy as that. And, and I know even outside of Arthur Smith, there's been a little bit of backlash. Um, but honestly, my biggest takeaway from all this is Jameis is just the best teammate to ever walk the planet of yeah. football. For those who don't know, um, they, they were just – they got an interception. The Saints took it down to the one-yard line, um, and then they were just going to knee the football out. But Jameis is like, no, we want to get Jamal Williams his touchdown because um, he scored 17 last year. He didn't have any this year. They're like, we want to get Jamal his touchdown. So they uh, you know, changed the call, and they let him score. But, again, if you don't want him to score on you, stop him. Right. Ian coming in commenting and saying, gives me the same vibes of unwritten rules right. in baseball. Pathetic crying about losing. Yeah, yeah. 100% right. I think it's a lot of boiling over frustration of not improving after three years as well. I feel like if the Falcons were, I mean, you got to think about it. Just two weeks ago, they were in playoff contention. Like they were right there in the heart of the division. Neither team ended up making the playoffs because the Buccaneers ended up beating the Panthers. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely got to be frustrating after seeing absolutely no growth from it. And understanding as well that, you know, at the quarterback position, at least he didn't have a lot to work with. But it's like, dude had Bijan Robinson. Like, yes, do he something. Had all didn't he, use he, him. All, all <laughs> the weapons in the world. And, and you're going to be having Jonu Smith throw a, a, a pass to your third string tight end. I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. It just, it's bad. Hey, fantasy managers all over the, the nation have been clamoring about this firing for a, a few months now. Um, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel has been fired as well. 
Um, this is one of those where about everybody is just kind of like, what did he do? Like, <laughs> you know, um, you've got Derrick Henry that didn't really have that great of a season compared to what we're used to. Um, but I mean, what did the Titans have to work with here? You've had just a couple quarterback injuries that are pretty crucial as well. You've got a one, a rookie quarterback that's in the arms of development, um, you know, and then on top of all of that, you've got, I mean, I hate to say it cause I love him to death, man. I'm a big closeted, you know, Deandre Hopkins fan, but this guy is declining. He's not what he used to be. And so you look at Mike Vrabel, who, I mean, just a couple of years ago was in the playoffs as one of the best, I mean, coaches in the game, you know, I, the one moment that really stands out to me is one that a lot of coaches can't really speak about and, or at least saying that like they've, you know, experienced the same exact thing. This dude out coached Bill Belichick when Tom Brady was still with the Patriots. Like this guy like ended Tom Brady's tenure in new England altogether. That has to mean something. And by no means am I saying that this guy's done coaching because I, without a doubt, think this guy's going to find another job. But I'm just absolutely shocked that, you know, if if I'm the Titans, I'm not letting that guy go no matter what. It's one of those coaches that's like the Mike Tomlins of of the, the, the league where it's like no matter how bad this team can get, it's one of those guys that's unfireable. What do you guys think? Ben? I'll let you go for it, Kyle. Well, I was just going to say that if I'm Mike Vrabel, I'm happy because if you look at all the available jobs out there, the writing was on the wall in Tennessee. Like you said, Derrick Henry's gone. He said his goodbyes to the Nashville faithful and, Mm -hmm. you know, Will Levis still unproven, a work in progress. I think he's got something there, Uh, but you said it too. Hopkins is aging. There's really nothing to look forward to if you're a Titans fan. So if I'm Vrabel, I'm looking at jobs like LA, go to the Chargers and work with Justin Herbert. I know he's a defensive-minded guy, but you can bring in the guys to work with Herbert and then just head coach the team because Vrabel's a leader at the end of the day. But, you know, it was kind of surprising. But uh, like I said, if you're Mike Vrabel, I think you're going to land on your feet very quick. Absolutely. Ben? Yeah, and absolutely. And and I mean, with Arthur Smith being fired, he has no worries who his OC is going to be. I mean, his best years in Tennessee was Arthur Smith being his OC. Um, But this is going to be um, like, and obviously not quite, he's not the same coach at all, but this is one of those Andy Reid situations. You just don't fire a guy. The organization is going to fire a guy who has won for them and is clearly the best guy for the job, um, at least compared to what's out there. Um, and in two, three years, they're going to regret it. And they're going to be like, we made a big mistake. Well, they're definitely going to be the bottom team in the or AFC South for a couple more years, I would think. Yes. Absolutely. Especially with the way that the Texans, the Colts played with a backup quarterback all year. I mean, that's that's a competitive division. <laughs> I mean, that game was so much fun, too, by the way. I mean, all the way down to the wire. Win and end situation, man. You got to love it as a football fan. Um, I will say this really quick. I want to hit on it. Ben, you're a big college football guy. Kyle, I'm not entirely sure how involved you are with college football. But this is the biggest news coming out of college football that I can think of in a while. Um, Alabama legend Nick Saban has retired. Um, this came out of left field. I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> I was sitting there playing Call of Duty as I normally am during the day, you know, and I have an AirPod in, you know, listening to music, just thinking nothing about it. And uh, my dad texts me because he's a big Alabama fan and he's like, holy cow 
Nick Saban just retired. And then it, Siri said, sad face. And I was like, all right, this is great. So, um, you know, but I didn't believe it until I, I saw it. That's... I mean, I had to go through, you know, look at all the headlines and stuff. Unbelievable. Um, Kyle, what were your thoughts about it, man? It's insanity, man, because yeah. you, you think about it. He's been there, I believe, since 2007. So the way I look at that, I was uh, an eighth grader. I was in middle school when Saban started his tenure in Alabama. And all I knew, for, and I'm a Notre Dame fan for the record, Notre Dame football fan. So I have to hate on Alabama because they kicked our ass in the national championship game years ago. <laughs> but I mean, nothing but success. The greatest college football coach of all time. And I don't even think it's questionable. The fact that he chose this year to do it, though, is what surprised me. I, I really didn't see it coming, but at the end of the day, what else is there for Saban to accomplish? He has literally done it all. He has made millions of dollars, and now he can be a guest on the Pat McAfee Show every week, go work with ESPN, make some more money, and just enjoy football as a fan like the rest of us. Throw that guy on college football game day or, like, whatever it is, you know. For Lee Corso. That guy's... Yeah, that yes. guy, <laughs> he's going to be making a lot of money. He's to kick the can soon. I'll tell you what, Lee Corso on game <laughs> is not great. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, again, uh, he's the best college coach to ever do it. I mean, I know I was talking about this earlier with you. Um, he, he's put more guys, or he's had more guys drafted in the first round in his tenure than he has losses. I mean, if that doesn't tell you how good of a coach he is, I don't know what does. Um, but I mean, what can I say? Losing to the Michigan Wolverines will do it to you. Oh, God. I have a question. So I know you're, <laughs> I know you're an Indiana student. Are you from mm -hmm. Indiana? Um, no, I'm not even. Well, kind of. Um, I grew up in Arizona, and then I moved out to Indiana uh, when I started high school. So how does the Michigan come? about uh, that's a good that. question i you know i i actually asked my mom that um i i think when i was you know back home for christmas and she's like i couldn't tell you you've been a michigan fan since you've been like in third grade i'm like all right so you're then. loyal okay i'll give you that yeah. I, I was just hoping you weren't a bandwagon fan that jumped on and they were like oh michigan's good now and i'm gonna root for <laughs> no oh no ask ryan i was i was rooting for the team when they were two and six in the covid year i mean i've been yes. a michigan fan forever Hey, the COVID um, year was the best year for Indiana football fans. Michael Penix was Michael taking Penix. us to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, the next question, though, with this whole saving thing is, is who's going to be the next head coach? Uh, there's plenty of times – or um, there's plenty of coaches that could do it. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see who they end up poaching. Um, and you're not going to like to hear this. One of the hot names right now is Marcus Freeman. I, I think that's Fugazi. I don't see Freeman leaving Notre Dame after just starting his tenure there. Maybe I'm just biased in thinking that, uh, but this seems like the job for him right now. I, I think there's some a few other names out there that are probably yeah. more likely than Marcus Freeman. Yeah, I mean, right now my money's on Lane Kiffin. He has the connections. I wouldn't be surprised if you know he has the personality to go in there and be the guy that fills uh, in the spot for Nick Saban. Again, he has the connections. He He's a good enough coach. Um I could absolutely see it being a uh, uh, Lane Kiffin. So, um, back to the the head coach firings. <clears throat> I just kind of wanted to throw that in there, just because there's a certain point that I want to be last in the segment. Um, so, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll has been let go. Um, I don't even want to say he was fired because I want to say it was kind of like a mutual decision type thing uh, to kind of part ways, but I could be wrong there as well. Um, mm -hmm. But absolutely. 
insane. Um, I will say this. I, I know this is <clears throat> out of the realm of possibilities, and we will obviously talk about that next. But I, I texted my dad, and I said, my God, if we get Pete Carroll, I will supply his gum for the rest of this time. <laughs> I was like, I'll do it. Oh, you're, you're going to get me mad. We've had a heated conversation for a very long time. Um, we'll get into that, I guess. Uh, but uh, letting go or parting ways is even a rough term to use. Um, the reports are he's going to stay within the organization uh, just in the front office. So he's still going to be there, but looks like they're moving on in terms of head coaching. So. I can't even – I mean, did you watch the press conference by chance? I did not. the way that he I was talking, <laughs> he was very, very grateful for his time in Seattle, but it definitely didn't sound like he was done. Um, it sounded like he was, you know, willing to continue coaching, uh, whether it was in Seattle or not. Um, but we do have a, con, or a, uh, a comment coming in um, uh, from Ian as well. Too. Where would you each personally like to see Jim Harbaugh coach next year? Well, I'll tell you what, um, it ain't going to be Michigan. No, it's going to be the Chargers. Yep, that that's the answer. I mean, come on. That, that's the perfect be. spot for him. <laughs> um, the question was, what would you like to see? And obviously, oh, I don't want Eberflus. But well, let's go see the Bears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say um it's it's got to be the chargers then just because i mean i've said it for you know <clears throat> a while now um i am a closeted chargers fan you know what i mean i like the chargers i like to root for them justin herbert would do just fine um but i hope that harbaugh can figure out how to get that team to win because i feel like they're always right there in right. some kind of little coaching mis- mistake always cost them a big win and before you know it, they're losing to the Jaguars when they're up by 20. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, if it means the Chargers and, it, you know, it's Harbaugh going over there, I think that that would be a great fit. It would. It, it really doesn't get a better fit than that. Again, you have a uh, – I mean, Harbaugh does it all, but you have, a, you know, an offensive leading guy uh, that's really good at building culture, and that's exactly what they lacked with Staley. Um, but, you know, I'm sure, Ryan, you had a – clean transition uh to the next uh thing that being said though i'm gonna cut you off i'm gonna ruin it for you uh kyle what are, what are your um your your thoughts on the uh uh people saying luke getsky was a double agent uh well, no, as an as an owner <laughs> hey as an owner of the green bay packers let me put that on the record i am a shareholder of the green bay packers so i can say that I cannot confirm nor deny that Luke Getze was undercover for us, but he successfully (laughs) completed his mission and he has been let go. And now he's probably going to wander off, go run to the land of misfits in New York and play coach for the Jets because that's one of Rodgers' guys. And he was only good because Rodgers was good. Let's be honest. You might have just nailed it. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Lazar uh, went over there, awful. didn't do anything. Cobb went over there, didn't do nothing. Batiari's he's just going to keep asking for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Bakhtiari is um, going to go over there and he's going to be magically healthy and it's going to be. Uh, but we owe him money next year. It's guaranteed money. So I was thinking about that too because his health has not been great recently. I'm no. like, how do you get rid of this cap? You can't. It's dead cap. So. He kind of has to be a Packer next year. And then after that, I think he's free to go. But I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm going to start my Bears rant now and try not oh, to take all that much time. Let me sit back and, and relax. Real quick before um, you start, you mentioned something about Pete. I'll get into it once you're all finished up. You don't want Pete, though. You don't want another defensive-minded head coach. It was you're about a, you're, you're, you're about – I know, but you're about to rant about it. But Yeah. 
I will say this, right? Cool. Like, we got rid of Getsy. Like, that guy, that guy was bad. Like, clearly one of the biggest problems of it, you know. Yeah, look at that. That's not fair. <laughs> I, look, I'll sit here and I'll admit it. You can record it if you'd like. Yeah, the guy that he's pointing to right now, he's good and it's not fair. But here's the thing, right? So we get rid of a lot of the staff, and that's totally fine. We're looking for a new offensive coordinator. We didn't have a defensive coordinator for majority of the year. Um, so my number one question that first comes to mind is, you're going to trust this guy to come in and hire a new supporting cast? That's that's just dumbfounding. But here's another point, and I put this copy-paste into our group chat earlier. We lost slash almost lost to bad teams and gave up huge leads against good ones. Now, if you're a GM or if you're a team president or if you're an owner, I don't know what about this just says, yeah, let's keep this guy. All right. You ready? <laughs> we gave up 38 points to the Packers in week one. Kyle, I'm sorry. Your team sucked in week one. Like at the beginning of the season, that was not a good team towards the end <laughs> of it. Congratulations. You rallied and ran the table. Um, Lost to Baker and the Bucks by 10 in week two. Again, not a great team at that point. Uh, lost in week four to the Broncos. I'm not even going to talk about the Chargers game because we should have lost that game. But mm-hmm. lost in week four to the Broncos. We gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter alone. That's not the first time we heard the only time that we would do that this season. We lost by six to the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. Given, yes, Justin, uh, Justin Fields did get hurt, but nonetheless – we still lost by six. We got blown out by the Chargers with Brandon Staley, which should tell you something. Um, we lost to the Saints 17 to 24 after being tied 14 to 14 and a half. Three second half points. We barely beat the Panthers by three. As fun of a game that was to be at, you know, still horrible. That's the worst team in the league. Thanks, by the way, Carolina. Appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. Gave up 17 in the fourth quarter to the Lions. Sound familiar? Um, didn't score a touchdown against the Vikings, but somehow squeaked out a win. Thanks, Josh Dobbs. Um, we gave up 13 in the fourth quarter to the Browns. And then we got absolutely spanked by the Packers in week 18. Uh, we got just completely and utterly outcoached and outplayed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even all that mad about it. You guys remember week one and just last season as well, how heated I was about losing to the Packers. I get it. Yeah, I totally understand. Everybody gets it at this point. I'm not even mad about that at the at the moment. It's just... How like we had it? The biggest disappointment, and this has been said by Connor Burns a lot on TikTok and on Twitter. The biggest disappointment is seeing the crazy amount of growth in the second half of the season that we had, just for it to be non-existent against the Packers of all teams, to just not be there. Because like I don't think either one of you guys could tell me where Montez Sweat was in the second game, because I can't even tell you. The guy was he didn't he disappeared. Guy had six sacks for us in his first, like, I don't know, I thought it was like five games or something like that, maybe six or seven, I don't know. But he had zero sacks within the last two weeks of the season. Why? What happened? You know? And that's all come down, or it comes down to coaching because you got to match up. You got to figure out a game plan to where your good skill guys can match up against worse opponents to be able to get them, get some turnovers working or whatever it is. Not to mention, Matt Eberflus won three games last year. So what about the screams, let's keep the head coach? And not only that, right? So I'm also hearing 
that Hallis Hall's mad about Fields' pot in progress. Um, apparently, he regressed this year according to whatever Bears analytics they were using, um, thus creating the opportunity for the scouting department to take a look at Caleb Williams. So they're going crazy for him right now. But, <laughs> but you listen to the press conference, they speak and sing a whole other song. They sit here and say that Justin is – they got to be blown away to get rid of Justin. And I could say this. Hold on a minute because it could just be taken with a grain of salt. Totally understand. Yes. It could just be generating trade value. But right now, the way that it sounded is we're continuing the same carousel of we're going to get a new head coach after getting a new rookie. One year after getting that rookie, <clears throat> we're going to – you know, let that play out when it doesn't work out. We're going to get rid of that quarterback. We're going to get a new quarterback, keep the same head coach. When the head coach still sucks, we're going to get rid of the head coach, make the rookie quarterback, learn a new system, rinse and repeat. So my thing is this, right? You guys know, you both know, because Kyle's definitely <laughs> chimed in a bunch on the podcast. I really appreciate you, by the way. Um, you both know how much of a fields advocate I am. There's one answer to how we can take this carousel and just throw it away, never look back. There's one answer. And it's not just get a new head coach that's going to be good enough. It's get a good enough quarterback to where you don't have to draft another one. Let's be honest. Justin Fields was not at all the passer that I expected him to be. Yeah, I know. Your jaw's hitting the floor right now. I expect I expected way more out of him this year. Hats off. Yeah. And and there's a certain element to me to where I believe that Justin Fields, to a certain extent, because on average he finished with just under 200 yards on average for the season per game. It's the yeah, sometimes he does make up for it in, with his legs. That's cool. But did he as much this season? Not at all. You look at the record-setting runner that he was last year, it's not the same guy. Not the same guy. You developed him into somebody that he's not. You broke Justin Fields, and now Justin Fields is banking on another coaching staff. I hope the guy Justin Fields does get out of Chicago because I want to root for him to succeed elsewhere because I know elsewhere they'll let it happen. But anywhere but Chicago because it's a Chicago problem at this point. Ben, you said it in the group chat. It's not a Fields problem. It's not a coaching problem. It's a Chicago problem. They keep doing the same exact thing, and I completely understand it now. Back then, when I was all <laughs> heated up about everything and anything at all, I, I didn't. After doing plenty of research, I totally understand now. It's just complete just lack of a brain <laughs> that, that the Bears have, and it's so frustrating because – I've been dealing with this for majority of my life. The number one guy that has really taken us anywhere is Jay Cutler. <laughs> that's the guy that we're going to use as a benchmark. That's the guy. That's the example that we're trying to beat right now. Really? Whereas you've got other guys. I mean, Kirk Cousins is doing way better than Jay Cutler ever did for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. So, like. When you're looking at a new guy, right, as much as it pains me to say, because, yes, I wanted Fields to be that guy. Yeah. Caleb Williams is the answer here. He's the number one answer, and you got you got to draft him. Unfortunately, you can't do the whole trade back at six picks, you know, or draft Marvin Harrison, because I'll tell you this. 
as frustrating as it was to see Fields get sacked five times, that was only five plays, right? And yes, our offensive coordinator should have drawn up more pass plays. Would Green <laughs> Bay probably would have they they probably would have sacked us a couple more times? Yeah, that's fine. But the thing is, is that I've seen and Ben, I know that you, you know, you've seen different things, but like to me, what I've seen from Caleb Williams is that he does everything that Fields has shown that he can do and more. This guy is what Fields is in my brain. You know what I mean? Like Fields is yeah. the runner to you guys. And to me, for some reason this year, at the beginning of the offseason, I was like, or the beginning of the regular season, I'm like, Fields is a good passer. He can run. He can escape. It's okay. This is what Caleb Williams can do. You just got to put him in and play him. And now the number one thing that I'm looking forward to out of all of this, because there's only one thing, is that Matt Eberflus was like, we just got to find an offensive coordinator that can play to the guy's strengths. It doesn't matter what the guy's system is. It's what we have in front of us and how we get to play it. You don't play, you know, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I mean, <laughs> the best, the best way that I could put this, and I just thought about this and it might not make sense at first. You can't play checkers with a deck of cards. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, you got to play with what's in front of you. So Luke Getzey didn't want to do that. And that's why fields didn't work out. Good fields have worked out in a better system potentially, but unfortunately, this is what we have to face. And right now, thanks to Carolina, we're put in a prime position to go and get a generational quarterback. And if it sucks and it doesn't work out, then you got to look at yourself in the mirror and think, is there a problem with us? Because we keep rotating people in and out in the coaching staff. We keep rotating players in and out, out the door, and it's still not working. So what's going on? So I'll let you guys talk, and- but this is – the beginning, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and I'll try to keep it short and short and quick because I know we're on a time crunch, and I definitely want to mm-hmm. talk about the Packers a little bit because uh, we can talk about the Bears whenever we want. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that you came on to to Caleb Williams, um, but as a not Bears fan, I was even getting frustrated for you guys. It, it it is starting to drive me off the walls. I do not understand why you going to let Eberflu stay another year. And again, Caleb Williams is the way you guys have to go, I, and. and I, I just, not Drake I May. I'm a Drake May hater, and I'll stand on this hill and die on it. That's funny because because you love Drake May earlier in the season, um, but but Caleb Williams is, is is the way you guys have to go. But now you're going to keep Flus, and, and there's going to be two options here. You guys are going to hire this stellar offensive coordinator mm-hmm. who's going to be there for two years, and then is going to go somewhere because he's going to get a head coaching job, or you're going to hire another bum OC who's going to be there for two years because he's a bum and is going to get fired with Eberflus. And, 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 and I cannot imagine how sickening this is for you. You guys are going to draft Caleb Williams again. You guys are going to go six and 10. You guys are going to go, you know, seven and whatever. And then you're going to fire Eberflus again. And now this will be three straight regimes with rookie quarterbacks who after their first year, their head coaching gets fired. It happened with John Fox and Mitch Trubisky. It happened with Matt Nagy and, and Justin Fields, and now it's going to happen with freaking Flus and and um, uh, it's going to happen with Flus and, and Caleb Williams. And it's you sick. Know, and, and, and like you were saying, it's an organization problem. You cannot let this keep on happening, and it is frustrating. As you know, you know what? We'll have all off season to get into it. I'm sure for sure. I well, I want to I want to note one thing before I get I give Kyle the floor because I did want to ask him this question before he left. Um. Kyle, 
obviously you're a Packers fan. You've had it really good with the quarterback situation and everything, you know, um, and, and your recent history with the Bears. I've been alive for 21 years, and I've seen the Bears beat the Packers 11 times. <laughs> 11 times. I've seen it so, 15. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're on a good track record. But is there anything the Bears can do this offseason that would scare you just a little bit more as a Packers fan? So you're going to get a, a lot of honesty from me here. I'm going to be completely real with you guys. First off, i got to say, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's the Chicago Bears organization over the past two decades. Ever since 85, they've been trying to figure it out. They do the same thing like you're saying, start over, and it just doesn't work. But it's going to. Because you have a layup right in front of you. Caleb Williams, I don't care what all the haters are saying, he's the best draft prospect since Andrew Luck, in my opinion. He has all the intangibles you want out of a professional quarterback. Not only can he throw the ball into tight windows, but he can throw on the run. He also can beat you with his legs. And he's going to do that in Chicago. But what I want to see out of Chicago, and it's the same thing that I was saying when I used to have my podcast with my cousin, who's a diehard Bears fan. It's called a Family Divided Podcast, so shout out to you guys who actually watched it because it was a great podcast. But nonetheless, uh, I, I just it's it's mind boggling how they continuously fuck things up. Sorry, I cussed. I wasn't supposed <laughs> you're to good. Do that, it's it's you're a good. habit. I, I cuss all the time on my wrestling podcast, yeah. but I honestly firmly believe that if they protect Caleb Williams, draft some more offensive linemen because I don't think the offensive line is 100 percent there for the Chicago Bears that they got something there. You could see it. You saw it the last couple weeks of the Bears' season. They were playing good football. Justin Fields looked good because he had time to throw the ball. That tight pass that he had in the snow at Soldier Field, what was it, a couple weeks ago in the corner of the end zone? I'm like, that's a quarterback right there. But you weren't giving him the tools to succeed. So it's time to move on. Like I said, you got the number one pick. That was a great trade because DJ Moore is a dog. And yes, it would have been nice to have Marvin Harrison Jr. to compliment him, but... There's still going to be other options for them to address at wide receiver after uh, the offseason with Caleb Williams as their quarterback. But I think it's an obvious pick for them. And I honestly think that there are going to be three NFC North teams in the playoff next year, and I think the Bears will be one of them. Ooh, I love love that. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's the Um, last nice thing I'm going to say, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) You need a head coach before you can even think about going to the playoffs. Yeah, that guy's a bum. so I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch, Kyle. We've got you for only a little bit more time. I'll hang um, around. Don't worry. I'll let you know when I got to go. Hey, no problem. Perfect. I love it. All right. So what we're going to do then, I want to bump it up compared to our normal um, <laughs> schedule that we normally do it. Um, I want to bump pigskin pick them up. We could talk yeah. about pigskin payout. We could talk about upset alert and stuff like that afterwards. Um, but I want to get Kyle's picks in and established on the show tonight so let's go ahead and get that started um so the playoffs are here man it's huge browns at texans starting us off saturday slate um kyle we're getting a lot of snow by the way so it's perfect day to get snowed in and just watch football it's going to be beautiful uh kyle what are you thinking right off the bat browns and texans well, first off, get the DraftKings account, FanDuel account ready because it's going to be one hell of an NFL playoff. I'm ice cold right now, but I'm going to bounce back. I promise you that. You're darn right. I lost a nine-leg parlay tonight, dude, because Steph Curry didn't score 10 more points. I had eight Ooh, legs down. That's, that, that honestly, missing by a, like, that wide of a margin actually hurts more than missing by like two points. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially with a superstar long. like Steph Curry. Yeah. Yep. 
But <laughs> going going back to this game, uh, and there's a lot of intriguing matchups here in the wild card round. Um, but I think this one might be the most interesting on the AFC side of things because of the storylines that we have going into it. Uh, obviously, I don't have to set the table on that. Everybody knows what's going on with the Browns and the Texans. But something is telling me that the Browns' mojo is just going to die here in the first round of the playoffs. Ooh. The way C.J. Stroud has been playing has been absolutely incredible. And he's got a lot of you know names that, of course, we know. But a diehard or a casual NFL fan, I should say, doesn't know Nico Collins. They don't know who these guys are. Tank Dell that he's throwing the ball to. These are guys that we know because of fantasy football and that we watch on NFL, you know, Sunday ticket. But it, the game's in Houston, so that makes me really believe that Houston's going to pull this off. I know everybody is high on the Browns right now, but Flacco has to come back down to reality eventually. He's, I believe, 38 years old. And what he has done is tremendous because stepping into a team midway through the season that you weren't even a part of and being able to produce that many wins is incredible. Uh, but for me, I, I think I got to go with the Texans. Long story short, it, for me, it's it's going to be the Texans in this one. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going the Browns personally, just because I love the story with it, and um, you know, I I really do love um, Joe Flacco, even though he was a Raven and everything like that. It's very odd, um, but the way that these two teams match up, um, I think that Browns defense is just playing out of its mind right now. Um, but Miles Garrett's yeah, got to be the defensive player of the year, right? For sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's a close race. Tough. Yeah. Yes. Ben, what do you think? Uh, no, I, I mean, there's nothing more I could say that Kyle didn't. I'm, I'm going to go with the Texans. Uh, they're just a fun team to root for. And here I am, a Michigan boy, picking an Ohio State quarterback to win a playoff game. Hey. Never in my life would I have thought. He's been no, but. No, oh my gosh, he's been so much fun. And and honestly, a little off topic here, and I'll keep it again short. It's going to be really interesting to see who's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year here. Um, I think it'll be Stroud, but I mean, Puka breaking all those records. Uh, yes. It, it, it's right. going to be wild. But anyways, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going with the Texans. Uh, they've just been a fun team to watch all year. Again, they're going to have the home field advantage. Um, and, and, and as I told you in our, uh, our rant, today uh the bears are, are, are trying to focus too much on, on being the smash mouth team that plays defense and runs the football and i said it does not work and that's exactly what the browns are trying to do with their defense the browns are going to try to win games because of their defense and it's not going to work you're going to have oh. to have some kind of passing offense and i love joe flacco but it's just he's he's not it uh oh, he's okay. a whole lot of fun do not <laughs> get me wrong a whole lot of fun but it it, it just they're Joe Flacco, C.J. Stroud are just not the same. It's the Texans. I I just want to say this just because I know Kyle's going to love this fun fact. Um, I believe I read somewhere that Joe Flacco has thrown more 300-yard games this season than Justin Fields has in his career. Um, so just a little. Uh, he, you know. has, he has more touchdowns, uh, you know, this year than um, Kenny Pickett has in his entire career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show us the hands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Dolphins at Chiefs. This one's going to be an interesting one. Tyreek Hill makes his return to Kansas City. Kyle, it's going to be interesting too because it's supposed to be a blizzard out, I believe, it's, in Kansas City. So, yeah, I think Second that slows down behind the ice bowl. Is it really? Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's what it's projected. It's supposed to be uh, negative ten with the wind chill. I guess they're in that the track that we're in because we're supposed to get a blizzard and on Friday. So it yeah, makes sense that they're going to be dealing with the same stuff as us, but. 
I think that it plays to Kansas City's advantage. Uh, Miami's so used to playing in the warm weather, and they're a little banged up right now. So uh, I'm going to go with the experience. I know the Chiefs haven't looked the best, but uh, playing in front of that crowd at Arrowhead Stadium is just different in the playoffs, and i got to go with the Chiefs in this one. I even have a future on the Dolphins making the Super Bowl, and I'm picking the Chiefs. Hey, it's all right, man. That was preseason, by the way. My preseason Super Bowl was Dolphins-Cowboys. And it's oh. still possible. Still possible. Yeah. Good shape, I would say. Um, <laughs> I, I'm i going to go with the Dolphins, though. I will keep your bet Upset. alive in my mind. Um, yeah, well, yeah, actually. Yeah, Four and a half Chiefs points. Are, yeah. yeah, Chiefs are minus 225 favorites for this game. And I think that's just way too much. Um, you know, But I think they're going to squeeze it out just a little bit because I don't like either uh, defense but I really don't like the Chiefs' offense. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, picks and stuff like that that we'll get from pigskin um, payout as well. I've got some money that I'd be willing to put on this game. Ben, I know that you talked about the Saturday slate as well this week, but, um, you know, I threw a couple picks in there just to add a little bit of spice. And, um, yeah, I think the Dolphins can really squeeze this one out. I don't think their their reign of terror is over, and I think Raheem Mostert's going to have a big day. Um, ben, what are you thinking? Uh, there's just there's way too many injuries um, for this team for me to to, to like taking them. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I mean, and here's a fun stat for you. Like I said, uh, and like Kyle mentioned, this game is supposed to be the second coldest game. I mean, if the projections stay as is right now, the second coldest game in NFL history, only behind the infamous Ice Bowl, um, which ironically enough was the Packers and Cowboys. Um, but the Dolphins have lost ten straight games when the temperature at kickoff was below 40 degrees and it's supposed to be negative 10. So it's not even supposed to be like it's 35. Um, I just, I, they're not a cold weather team. Uh, there's been too many injuries on this and I would love a chain in, in um, Ramondre to go off, but you know, I, I, I can't, I'm going to pick the chiefs and it'll probably be the only playoff game. I have the chiefs winning, but I'm picking the chiefs. It's more than likely not a bad bet, guys, because the Dolphins have not won a playoff game since the year 2000. So, oh my goodness, I, I, I think it's one. it's pretty easy. If Ryan's yeah. going with one team and I'm going with the other, you got to go with me at the end of the day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, we don't have to spend much time on this. I think I know which route this is going. But Steelers at Bills. Bills. I yeah. sorry, the Steelers just don't have it. Yeah. It's the Bills are playing great football right now, so I gotta go with the Bills. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Five and one since the, the Eagles were ten and one. That was fun, wasn't it? Oh, you remember yeah. those days, Ben? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Packers at Cowboys. Kyle, kick us off, man. Well, I do want to say that we were talking about Bears quarterbacks. Jordan Love statistically would have been the best quarterback in Bears history this year. Just had to throw <laughs> that in there before I went. Uh, but that's cool. Yeah. The the way the Packers have been playing, and I you can call it bias all you want, but I don't see this being a blowout. A lot of people think Dallas at home is a juggernaut, which they are. Uh, I believe they've won double digit games in a row at home. But history tells you the Packers have the Cowboys number. And granted, this is a different team, different roster, but. I think Jordan Love's going to be composed in this game. The only thing that worries me is the Packers' defense's uh, ability to stop CeeDee Lamb. Because we saw it last week. CeeDee Lamb went absolutely nuclear. He's been a top three wide receiver all year, in my opinion. Maybe even top two. 
Uh, I just think they have too much firepower on the offensive side of things, and I, I gotta go with the Cowboys here. I, I'm gonna go with against my team. I, I think it's gonna be a competitive loss for the Green Bay Packers. They're really not even supposed to be here. This was a rebuilding year going into it. Of course, I, I predicted it right on the nose, nine and eight. I had the Packers going, and that's what they did. So once again, I gotta credit myself because you know, <laughs> when I'm a guest on podcast, I'm gonna put myself over. But yeah, it's gonna be a competitive, fun game to watch. Uh, I definitely don't think Green Bay is getting blown out, like I said. But at the end of the day, I think the Cowboys are the better team. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. Um, your guy, Jair Alexander, I think is just burnt <laughs> toast at this point. Um, oh, I really you. hate that guy. So um, I think – Because he has a personality? Going... Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> uh, most football players don't have a personality. Jair is just outlandish and crazy. Because that... he's not as good as like Jalen Johnson. That's why. Um, not this year he Cowboys... wasn't, no. Cowboys are taking this one by a large margin, and I do have them covering the spread at minus seven and a half as well. So Packers plus seven it. and a half. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, everyone who's listening to this podcast, and I'm sure Kyle would love to hear this. I've been a Jordan Love guy. I mean, he was my one of my favorite prospects coming out of the draft in Utah State. I've said it ten thousand times. Um, you know, over the last two years now, I guess. Um, I love Jordan Love. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Kyle. Um, was pretty spot on when he said um, he doesn't – I don't know if we're going to pick a different game from another. Um, but uh, I, I think you're pretty spot on when uh, you said that it wasn't going to be a blowout. Um, but actually, um, I 100% just lied to you. I'm picking the Packers to win this one. I, I, I can't. Jordan Love's my guy. As an Eagles fan, I cannot pick the Cowboys. And how how sweet would it be for the Packers to knock Mike McCarthy – out of the playoffs because he can't manage the game properly. You guys had to deal with it so much when he was there with in, in Green Bay. It'd be poetry. He's going to get fired. Dan Quinn's going to be the new head coach, and it is going to be great. I'm picking the Packers to win this one. Packers money line. Thank you very much. Is, is Mike McCarthy an offensive guy or a defensive guy? He's really not nothing he's just a head head coach he's he's a leader i mean he's got a street named after him in green bay and that's what happens when you win a super bowl but once again i think he was kind of aided in that super bowl with having aaron Rodgers, who is an all-time great so it would be sweet to see him lose you know i i you know i'd potentially consider him for a uh coordinator position i'm not even gonna lie to you no you don't want to do there's better options Um, out there yeah, <laughs> the uh, Seahawks also, offensive coordinator is is getting an interview from the Bears, by the way, and that's who I want for OC. But anyways, continue. I would, um, yeah, I would also like to 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 you know build on on Kyle's point as well. He's talking about how this is supposed to be a rebuilding year for the Packers, and if this stat Sorry. doesn't show you, I don't know what does. The Packers have the youngest like average age of any like team that ever make the playoffs. I, I mean, it is literally the youngest team to ever make the playoffs. five years younger than me. That's their average. Jesus. Yeah. That like, so yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're old style. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, that's you, why I'm leaving. Like, I got a bedtime. <laughs> pl- plug your ears. When I, when I say this, Ryan, I dude, you know, right as the bears are going to get good. Jordan loves going to be hitting his stride and the Packers are going to rain. Rain back on this division. I'm sorry, but they have everybody on rookie deals too. They're playing with house money right now. Granted, you have Bakhtiari, like we said, who's eating up a lot of money. You have Preston Smith that's eating up some money. But 
they have options in the near future, and they are going to build on what they have going so far here in 2023. Can we, while we're talking talking about Bears Packers for like one second, can we at least agree? I know like we don't agree on a lot. Bears fan, Packers fan, you know, that was a late hit on Fields, right? Like, mm-hmm. can we at least call that? Uh, I am going to disagree with you. Uh, when if you leave the pocket, you're a runner and he was already sliding when he was making his tackling motion, he didn't even hit his head. He shoulder hit his head. It wasn't helmet to helmet contact. Like you're giving yourself up as a quarterback. You see this ladies and gentlemen, right? Wait, you see it? See it? That's a Packers fan right there. No, I, there's I, other I, people I, on I, that I, take I, as well. If you by definition in the NFL, look at the rule. He's a runner in that situation. Mahomes gets that call. Oh, 100%. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes gets every gets call. That call. Even you know, Mahomes gets that call before he even steps out of bounds. Um, I, as a mutual fan here, I you know, as as, as much as I like to to you know shit on the Bears, I, I I think it was a late hit. I think it was a late hit. Late hit and a half. Rams at Lions, the most entertaining it have one of anything, them all. By the way, no, no, not at all. We still got our. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Rams at Lions, the most entertaining matchup in my opinion. Stafford's first playoff game under Ford Field lights is not as a lion. Kyle, this one's awesome, man. What do you think? I think I don't think people are talking enough too that Jared Goff won a Super Bowl with the Rams, so yeah. they just basically swap quarterbacks here. It's like the NFL script writers drew this one up, which, you know, it's kind of like the WWE over here making storylines. But I, you said it, Ryan. This is probably the most intriguing matchup of the wild card round. The storyline writes itself. But for me, and maybe this is just because the Lions are a divisional rival, no, I, I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I like mm-hmm the way the Rams have looked recently. I think they've started to figure things out, and Sean McVay has proven that he is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think it's going to be a little bit too much for Detroit right now. And last year, they were probably, you know, on the right track, and they, you know, kept building on that this year. They're a playoff team. Here they are. won the NFC North, but it's their first playoff game since 2000, I believe. I don't know if they're ready for that. Maybe the crowd will elevate them to the next level and they end up winning this game. I wouldn't be surprised. But for me, I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I, I just like the way they're playing right now. Before I give my prediction, I do want to say I hope the Packers do win against the Cowboys. I didn't make this point because that would give me another Packers 49ers matchup. And I just love to see the Packers. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely think I, I agree, man. Uh, Rams are taking this one. Um, and I, I think that. You know, Sam Laporta for the Lions has become a massive weapon for them down the stretch. But unfortunately, he was injured last week in uh, garbage time. And I think that's a huge hit. So Rams are taking this one. Ben's, or ben, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I'm picking the Rams. Puka's uh, too too fun. I mean, Kyron Williams has bursted on the scene. Um, they have had one heck of a one-year turnaround from last year. Uh, it's I'm, I'm picking the Rams. So that means everybody listening, go with the Lions, because usually when everybody's on the same page, the opposite happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then parlay the Lions with the Steelers, then why not, right? No, don't touch um, the Steelers. Don't do that. <laughs> don't touch the Steelers with a 10-foot pole. Um, Eagles at Buccaneers. Can we play shocker here? Uh, Baker catching man. fire? No. I, the Eagles are going to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> 
there's too much talent on Philly's team to not win this game. I mean, Baker's had a great year for Baker's standards. Uh, I did not expect the Bucks to be even a competitive football team this year. And no. here they are in the first round of the playoffs, so kudos to them. But similar to the Browns, I think that Cinderella story kind of ends for them here. I, I think Philly's going to figure this one out. You know, I – it's – okay, when you said the Eagles have too much offensive firepower pretty much um, – when it comes up to it, they got to figure it out and stuff. For me, it's like their offense is good, right? Like, you got to pick the Eagles here, right? Like, really, well, right? Like, I, I, I just want to point out the Eagles were killing it when Dom, when Big Dom was on the sideline. Big Dom gets hurt, they start sucking. Big Dom's back. Eagles are gonna be back. You're right. I'll, I'll pick the Eagles <laughs> just because of that. Just that, just that there reason pushed me across the end zone. There you uh, go. Push, push should be another good game, zone. though. Should be another good yeah. one. Parlay oh, the uh, Eagles winning with a uh, Jalen Hurts any anytime touchdown. That's right. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Ben needs to parlay the Eagles and the Packers just because I was a guest on the podcast. Do the money lines. <laughs> let's get weird. I might, I might get, I might get weird with it. Now that you said that, um, before we let you go. Real quick, Ryan knows I'm not I'm not um, super big into wrestling, but I can't let you go without without asking. Um, I, again, I, I'm not huge into wrestling at all, and this is probably a dumb question. Um, I only watch the AEW for MJF. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Rumors are he's stepping away. That's my is, best is he, friend. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> is, is, is he actually is he like stepping away, stepping away, or like like what, what's going on there? He's just taking some time off for an injury that he's had lingering for the last couple months. Uh, there was rumors that he was going to make the jump over the WWE, but uh, I, I think if he were to leave AEW, that AEW would just completely fold as a company. So they need him. They probably have him under contract, and we'll see MJF back late in 2024. However, if we hear that, uh, if we hear that at the Royal Rumble, it's over. It's over. I I'm gonna be honest. I, I again I, I wasn't big into wrestling, but uh, one time a couple what was it two years ago now, um, you when he called out Khan and he grabs the mic and starts curse. That's when I was like, I like this guy. I'm like, I don't know anything about <laughs> it, but I like this guy. He's, he's completely different than the rest of them. That's for <laughs> damn sure. And he's he's fun to watch. But uh, no, wrestling's great. And I even tell people that aren't wrestling fans like yourself, Ben. And I've had roommates at IU that have watched the Royal Rumble with me. The Royal mm -hmm. Rumble is the easiest watch for a non-wrestling fan because you have 30 superstars every minute and 30 seconds coming out and just going at it, and it's yeah. highly entertaining. So if you're not a wrestling fan, I highly recommend you get Peacock, or if you already have Peacock, just check it out on Saturday. It's two weeks away, and listen to the On The Mark Wrestling Podcast. Is it really two weeks away? Yes. Two weeks away, yeah. Oh, all right, cool. Um, well, it is that time to let you go, though, Kyle. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit though? Because I mean, a lot of us it might, or a lot, of, a lot of people listening might not know what's that what that logo is behind you, Ben. Can you just let us know real quick? Yeah, you've seen it for the past hour. That OTM logo behind me, the On the Mark Wrestling Podcast, the most electric professional wrestling podcast out there. Ryan Matthews, a former MVM for the podcast, he's been on the podcast a couple times, or maybe one time. But, uh, yeah, we, we are on all socials at Pod on the Mark. We're talking WWE and AEW, and sometimes we'll even talk about the independent scene. It's a, it's a good time. We're live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. 
Uh, we rarely miss a week. You saw Ian's name. Look at that. The merch right there on the markwrestlingpodcast.com. <laughs> Ryan copped him some. He wore that hoodie to an AEW show. He got a picture with Justin Roberts, the ring announcer with it. We appreciate you. But yeah, like I said, uh, live every Thursday at 7 p.m. That's where you can catch me. Uh, I definitely would like to be back on maybe for the Super Bowl. If you guys got an open spot, I would love to chat because like I said, I used to have a weekly football podcast myself and I kind of miss it. So I would love to get back on. Thank you for having me on. And I'm sure we will talk very soon. I'm, I'm sure, and, and I'll, I'll give you the open invitation. I'll, I'll speak to, to me, uh, for Ryan as well. You're more than welcome to come on on the um, for su- the Super Bowl, but then the other big one we do with people is is the draft. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. It might get a little weird. We'll talk about it down the road, but if we do something, we'd love to have you on for that as well. Yeah, I know. He mentioned that last year. I usually watch the draft with my dad, and we, mm-hmm. we had an early pick last year, so that's why yeah. I didn't uh, – but this year we'll be in the teens, so maybe I'll be around for the draft special. Keep awesome. your eyes peeled. We love to hear it. Well, it always Thank depends you. as well because we also might have some special news coming around yep. the draft as well. So um, we might have we might we might not be able to do the traditional. I don't know. Mm. I don't want to say too much, yeah. but um, you know that's that's enough enough of spoiling. You know, um, but. Yes, everybody go and listen to the On The Mark Wrestling Podcast. I was on it once. um, Lots of fun. I mean, probably probably the most fun I've ever had on a podcast that wasn't this one. You know what I mean? As a guest, um, just so much fun. To to be frank, like I said earlier, I'm not even a wrestling guy guy here, guys. But uh, I'm sure he's going to get into it. They also have a TikTok. I'll I'll go on the Pigskin Project TikTok and, and watch it. Again, I'm not even a wrestling guy, but it is an entertaining podcast. You guys have to go check that out. Well, the thing with wrestling podcasts as a whole is there's so many of them, and there's so many bad ones. But it's really <laughs> easy at the end of the day because at the at, in the grand scheme of things, we are grown men talking about a scripted sports entertainment product. But that's what makes it so fun and effortless because you're just talking to your friends about wrestling and it brings people together. I would have probably never met Ryan or known that he was a wrestling fan <laughs> if it wasn't for this podcast. And that's what's crazy about all of this. But yeah, I appreciate you giving me the platform to talk about it, but I got to hit the road, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Go Pack Go, baby! Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, this is the guy that you guys see in the comments every week. I mean, he, he he's always out here commenting. He's... A, an amazing guy, and I know Ryan said it at the um, the opening. Um, I mean, he he's really done so much for this podcast. Um, you know, with, with the whole uh, with the whole podcast network, the whole you know. Po- ah, I'm still doing it wrong. Pointing, uh, <laughs> point, <laughs> pointing to the corner and everything. I mean, Kyle yeah. is, is a really, really great guy. And, and like I said, I don't know, you know, where the podcast would be. <laughs> where the where the podcast would be be without him so again make yeah. sure you guys go and, and uh tune into his podcast he's an awesome guy of course um let's go ahead and move on really quick just because we are approaching um our normal time as well um i went on my little bearish tangent and took up a lot um <laughs> let's start back to what we normally would do pigskin payout so yep. ben i'll be honest with you I was working a little bit more of a broadcast game. Uh, I yeah. broadcast a game with Region Radio Sports Network, and um, I 
kind of jotted down my picks before I knew that you were doing it on Saturdays. So we're just going to go back and forth a little bit. Uh, yeah. Because I only have two for the uh, the Monday slate, I believe. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> or the Sunday slate. I'm sorry. Because um, I got – I have – three picks for the Chiefs and uh, Dolphins game. But, uh, Ben, I'll let you take the floor first since you had first dibs. And yeah. then uh, I will talk about – because we might even have the same picks, you know. We might. Uh, that being said as well, guys, um, just real quick, this is obviously not the one I'm whipping together. Uh, but for those who are wondering, straight up, like like Kyle was saying, it would be some, something a little fun to put in there. Uh, Packers money line, Eagles money line um, is plus 533. You put ten dollars down, you're going to win sixty three dollars. Uh, just okay. something to think about. Um, my <laughs> parlay was actually uh, a, a little bit more than plus five fifty three. Um, I'm like I like I said, you guys heard it. Um, Texans money line. I, I'm I I really really like the Texans in this game, and it's plus money. Uh, it, it seems like almost an easy bet to throw in here if you're going to ride with the Texans. Um, again, if you're not going to ride with the Texans, go ahead and take it out. Um, originally I had the Dolphins money line. I've been flipping back and forth on that game. Uh, but then when I saw you picked the Dolphins, I had to pick the Chiefs. Um, so I, I ended up flipping to the Chiefs money line. So right now we're Texans money line, Chiefs money line. Um, but then I picked under on Joe Flacco's yards at 271 and a half. Like I said, I really think the Texans are, are, are going to win this one and, Again, I'm not that high on Joe Flacco. Um, and then finally, the fourth bet I have for you guys is going to be over on Tyreek Hill's yards at 800 or not 800, um, eight four and a half. That one was a little tough. That one, um, I'm going to be honest with you guys, the one that scares me the most because, like I said, it's supposed to be absolute freezing. Um, I, I, I don't know how well they're going to be able to pass the ball. All this is honestly hoping he takes a, a slant or a screen to the house, which he absolutely could. Um, but again, that one scares me the most. Real quick, Texans money line, Dolphins money line, under on Joe Flacco's yards at 271 and a half, over on Tyreek Hill's yards at 84 and a half. That's going to get you guys at plus 1067. That's going to be $10 to win 116.76. Wait, did you mean to say the Dolphins money line or the Chiefs? Uh, nope, definitely meant to say the Chiefs money line there, guys. Again, I had the Dolphins winning at one point. Uh, yeah, so Texans, yeah. Chiefs, under on Flacco, over on Hill. Again, plus 1067. Um, and, again, that's 10 to win $116, basically 117 Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm picking um, the Tyreek Hill over on receiving yards as well um, just because, I mean, he's a huge option for this Dolphins team. And, it just you scares know, me with the weather, man. It is, it is definitely scary just because of that. Um, however, you know, I, I really don't think that it's going to factor in as much as people think. Um, however, I will go ahead. I'm building my parlay as we speak, just because I already <laughs> have, I, I didn't like punch it in just to see what the uh, total odds were, but um, yeah. So Tyreek Hill over is one of them at minus minus one fourteen. Um, Travis Kelsey over 59 and a half receiving yards is another one of them just because of the crazy amount of dolphins, um, you know, injuries that we've seen and stuff like that as well. Um, definitely something to think about. Um, I'm also going CJ Stroud over 242 and a half passing yards. Um, I like that so, one. I almost heard it. 
I, I really like that one. Um, I've got Dolphins plus four. Um, that was the original spread. Right now it's plus four and a half. So people seem to have liked that one. Um, and then my last two picks, because I'm crazy like that, um, Bills minus 10 at minus 110. And then Cowboys minus seven and a half, like I had said before. A six-leg parlay plus 37.38. So $10. You could turn that into $373.85. That's wild. So it's insane. It is, but I really don't think it's all that outlandish. Um, the really the big one for me is Tyree Kill, just like you said. Yes. But other than that, that's really it. Um, yeah, no, the, the Tyree Kill one scares me. Um, and, and again, the the CJ Stroud one is a little bit concerning just because, as you said, the the script for the Browns to win that game is going to be through their defense. And mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, it, it, if if they're going to win that game, it's going to be because they shut down CJ Stroud. Um, again, I have the Texans winning, but it that that defense is, is real, real good, man. Yeah. Um. We're going to go ahead and skip upset alert just because we already know our picks and everything. Yeah. We pretty much already talked about it. Um, but however, I'm um, so ready. Ben, I'm so ready. You do not understand. <laughs> I'm going to let you get the floor again. Ben's college oh. corner with the, uh, well, this guy. Oh, nope. This, no. Nope. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Yep, that guy. Um, he's a champion now. Congratulations. Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we go to the segment we haven't done in like five weeks? Five weeks. Yeah. Right. Um, no, like I said, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was pumped when Michigan won. Um, but it it really felt like that Alabama game was, was, you know, I had more feeling, more emotion in the Alabama game than I did with this Washington game. Uh, pretty much straight on the entire week leading up to the game. Obviously, the nerves hit me the day of, um, but I was, you know, ask Ryan, ask anyone. I was even confident on, on the podcast the week before. Um, you know, I was always confident Michigan was going to win. Um, I wasn't really too worried about it. It really felt like once we got past the Nick Saban-led uh, Crimson Tide that it was going to – I don't want to say cakewalk, but it was going to be easy. Um, it was an absolute great feeling. <laughs> it was an absolute great feeling. Ooh. This guy's crazy. Um, yeah, he is. Ah, uh, Packers. Okay, we'll get. Keep yeah, going. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to it in just a second. Um, yeah, go blue. That's what we like to see. Again, this guy. Michigan made him retire, man. Michigan made him retire. What? How good? I, you know, that is such a good feeling as as, as a Michigan fan to, to to know that that happened. And 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 poor Ohio State Buckeyes are stuck. With Ryan Day as their head coach. Good luck, buddy. Good luck, buddy. You need to do something to figure that out, all right? Anyways, yes. Especially it feels if great. Get Again, they're proven. It, it, it just feels so good. They, they, they felt like a team of destiny. Like I said in the opening, one of the most fun times I've ever had in this podcast, that opening. Um, but <laughs> it, 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 it just along the way, they proved everyone wrong. JJ proved everyone wrong. Blake Corum proved everyone wrong. And, and let's be honest, the whole cheating thing, everyone's going to talk about how it tarnishes it. If, if anything, this was the cleanest national championship that you have ever seen. You know, they, they, they were, no, they were under, they were under FBI investigation when 
they played Penn State. They were under clean? clean as in like there like there was no way they could have cheated against anything. Oh. And let's be honest, it, everyone in the NCAA signed steals. And our sign stealer was gone. We didn't have anyone to sign steal. Washington did. Alabama did. Michigan was under FBI surveillance for this game. Michigan had to the cleanest practice they could have had, had to have the cleanest game they could have had. If anything, it's more impressive that they did that under the FBI investigation. It is great, guys. Again, this team proved everyone wrong. It's a lot of seniors that came back for this. This team felt like a team of destiny. Thank you, Jim Harbaugh. I am ready to let you go now. Go ahead and win a chip there with the Chargers. Georgia would have curb stomped either team. Um, that's all such right, an, so, oh my gosh, that is a that's a bad take. Curb stomp? Who are they going to score with? Lad McConkey? Lad McConkey's getting shut down by Mike Sanders still. All right, easy. He's stop yelling at me. Down stop yelling by Will Johnson. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. Jeez, this guy just yells too much, man. <laughs> too much. I would say I'm calm, guys. I'm just pumped. This is it's great. time. It's time. Ben, you're only up by by 10. And it's time for me to uh to uh to erase that deficit now. Yeah, I you know I'm exhausted. Oh wait, hold on a minute. I am so sorry. We meant to get to these comments as well. Yeah, um, I was gonna say <laughs> Kyle was talking about it. Um Texans plus seven and a half, um, Chiefs money line, Bills minus ten, and Packers plus ten and a half is plus eight fifty. I don't hate that at all. Not at no. all. Not one bit. No. Anyways, we do not – we are not advocates for Cisco. So just, <laughs> just note that. Um, it's right. still weird that you have yours in Weddle because I don't have any ads on Weddle. Dude, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't I don't understand. Anyways, all right, cool. Um, We're all set. I – oh, nope, didn't mean to – <laughs> maybe we are maybe we yeah, are yeah. maybe that was our big announcement right no all right um ben you're a champion buddy why don't you start us off with anybody sure. but the guy that just got hurt um it's gonna be the guy who just got hurt oh whatever all right cool um oh you gave me a lot to work with here buddy all right cool i haven't played this since we last played it by the way so no i played my... one time i think um, let's see. NFC guy. He's a little bit younger. Um, let's see. Um, it's not him, but okay. It's an NFC North guy. That's cool. Okay. It's an NFC North guy. Uh, can't be Cole Komet. I, I mean, honestly, it was the first guy that came to mind. Um, not a wide receiver. I was thinking Jordan Addison. Um, so it's either a tight end, meaning it's Sam running back here. Actually, put Sam Laporte in. I lied. Um, I just looked at the height. I remember there's no way it could be Sam Laporte. It has to be running back. Um, so that leaves – it could be Roshan, but – Could be. Uh, I don't know. The H doesn't work out there. Roshan's not 24. Um, Ty Chandler. Ooh, oh, right. so it's the other one. Come on now. So it's got to be uh, Madison, right? No, Cam wait. Akers. The other one. Oh, Cam Akers. Yeah, I forgot that. 
he got traded there. Wow. That's who that's who I I honestly forgot about Madison. I came makers came to mind first. <laughs> um, all right, hard mode. I'll start us off with the rising star Gervin Imagine, Dexter. imagine. Oh my goodness. The That'd be wild. Yeah. He probably like, was one of the guys that popped up when we weren't playing. Imagine. Yeah, right. Imagine. Anyway. Um, so it has to be an NFC player who's a little bit young and plays defense. Um He's a little bit short, which makes me think he's obviously not. I mean, he could be a short, he could be a short defensive end, I guess. Um, I don't quite see that. Uh, Reed Blankenship. Okay. So an NFC South or NFC West guy. Um, on so he defense. has to be 6'2 or 6'3. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see. I don't want to expose too much. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, oh, no, it's not him. Okay, hold on. I think I know who I'm going for. I know who I'm guessing. I know who I'm guessing. And I think it's going to be right. You better guess who it is. You better, pal. I know exactly who I'm guessing now. Holy chamoli, dude. You got one chance. You got one <laughs> chance. I'm just trying to think. Uh, dude, what's his name? I'll help you out here. I'll, I'll help you out. I'm thinking Seahawks. Uh, um, You got to give me more than that. Defensive back. You talking about um, uh, my guy? Is that who you're thinking? <laughs> oh, that's not, no, 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 no. I was talking no. about my my guy in that draft class. You had a lot of guys. No, but this guy stands out. I mean, if you ask, if you ask Matt, Matt will Matt Matt will tell you. Is, is the he? Thing is, Tyreek Woolen. Is that who you're thinking of? Ty, yeah, that's my guy. Reek Woolen. Okay. Oh no. Okay. It wasn't a bad guess though. I'll take it. That's no, it fine. wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh it, the reason it was a bad guess for me was because I was thinking of Paulson Adebo, but there's no way it can be no, don't put him in. Uh because Paulson Adebo is a cornerback. Um all right, so it has to be someone in the south. Um, I'm going to be honest. The first person he came to mind was Troy Anderson, but there's no way it's Troy Anderson because I'm pretty sure Troy Anderson was 6'4 coming out of the draft. Um, could you move? That's a weird number. I mean, it's a linebacker. Can this a little bit so it's maybe a little bit easier? That's harder to read. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, so, unless, again, it's a small edge, which, I mean – 6'2 or 6'3, which, I mean, I guess it, it, it could be a small edge. Um, linebackers come to mind. Um, you know, I'm running down the list of guys there, and there's not anyone who run like, who stands out at edge or at, at, at linebacker there. All, all, all the linebackers I can think of are, are kind of older that play in the South. Um, there's no way this is it. Um, but I'm just going based off a number and position. Give me Pete Warner. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Wow, I thought I'll give you that. I thought Pete yeah. Warner. I thought Pete Warner was older. I thought Pete Warner was a little bit older than the guys. I'm going to be honest with you. Nice. Hey, I will say Ooh. this. Right. It's, so yeah. we are nearing the off season, and it is getting here very, very quick. And I, I just want to make an announcement because, hey having lots of fun here and I've taken a lot of time to sit back and kind of admire the work that we've put in um, as in like the last year. Um, mm -hmm. But the biggest part of the off season is um, obviously where players are going, stuff like that. But there's a little bit of a different move that I would really like to do for um, myself because I feel like I don't put enough work in um, for this certain thing. So um, I'm going to be making a draft big board for myself. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> that is the best news that I have heard all week. You guys don't even understand. This is great. Come to I the dark making... side, dude. I will be making, I will be watching a insane amount of film. Um, and before the draft combine, I will have at least a preliminary, um, you know, big board put together. That's not where I thought you were going with that. Y'all do not understand how happy that makes me. Oh, I will say this though. Um, I'm not going to do it as crazy as you guys definitely do. Um, I know you guys don't really make specific mm. like draft big boards or mm. whatever. I'm going to say this. So. I hate to cut you off here real quick. Um, yeah, I see him in the chat. So I just want to say something here. Mm -hmm. Coach Tyler, dude, you have an open invitation on the podcast. I would love to have you on sometime, at least before the draft, because we have to talk a little bit about Brock Bowers and, and Marvin Mims in, in a take that I've, heard floating around that you had uh but you have to come on the podcast at some point open invitation didn't mean to cut you off i just saw that it was there and i thought it was a good time to mention something yeah um i i don't know i'll, I'll let i'll let people decide because we've got mm -hmm. some people watching i've got you next to me and stuff like that we'll get there i'm contemplating one of two things mm -hmm. um i can or i, I guess two things I'm contemplating doing the top five at each position for me. Um, or I could do the top 62 prospects overall, which counts for the first two rounds. And I know that sounds insane, but I think with the amount of time that I have um, to myself, I think that 62 players to scout out, um, you know, that way I know the first two rounds mm -hmm. that we normally mock. Um, I think this is going to really enhance the mock drafts as well as we get mm. into it. But um, I think one of two things, I'll leave it up to the people to decide. Oh, see, oh my gosh. Well, see, and I'd love to have you on guys again. You guys have, you guys have seen coach Tyler. Uh, he just said, let me know. Yeah. He always wants to come down. He'll even give top five at his positions, which would be awesome. Cause I let him talk me into Kobe Dean. And I said, I didn't like Nicobe Dean. And let him talk me into him. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. The best starting point is going to be a, a, a top 50. Start with a top 50, see how you're feeling, and, and then work your way up. Um, and this is something we talk about off air, but this is just for anyone who, who's going to uh, listen back to this on, on the podcasting platform or, or listening mm -hmm. now and whatnot. If you guys really want to get into scouting, um, again, I think the best way to do that is, is top 50. So start with the top 50 big board. 
Um, but then when it comes to actually breaking down film, um, and I'll talk to you how to get that because it is hard as heck to get 22 in college. Um, start start and just do it by position. Just say these are these are my wide receivers and watch all your wide receivers and watch all your mm-hmm. linemen and watch everyone by position group and then throw them in um, kind of the way you like it. But this is so exciting, guys. This is this is some of the best news that I've heard in the new year. You know, I'll say it. yeah. it's the best news I've heard all year. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. And oh. Wolverines just won the championship, too. That's oh, that's crazy. true. The second, no, okay, that's true. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> second best news I've heard yeah. all year. I take it back. Of course, Michigan. Hey, <laughs> last thing, right? So it's been two years from today. And I just want to say cheers to that, brother, with my mm-hmm. Arizona Mucho Mango Juice Cocktail. Energy um, drink is good. You know. Cheers to that. Cheers to two. Here's to many more. Yeah. And there's nobody on the in the in in the world that I would rather do this podcast with. So thank you very much for these two years. And um I cannot wait for many, many more and what's to come as well. So if you guys aren't following the Pigskin Project on whatever you guys are watching or listening to it on, because we've finally got Spotify all caught up. Um, you know, thank you for one, but for two. Follow us on whatever platform you're on, just because the news that is going to be broken is, is, I mean, we're cooking up a lot of stuff behind the scenes that it's not necessarily set in stone just yet, but we are <laughs> very much excited for it is the very, I guess, least that I could say about it without really prematurely spoiling something um, that's not really yeah. set in stone. Um, but one way, shape or form, it's going to be huge and um, not like anything you guys have ever seen before on the Pigskin Project. Yes. And I'll, I'll say two things before we sign off here. Um, this isn't really giving anything away. I hope this isn't one of the things you didn't want us to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But the Combine, guys, um, at this point, you guys can expect us to, to go. Again, this shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone if this was supposed to be a surprise. As long as there's Sorry. tickets. We'll yeah, there. as long as there's tickets and, and, and as long as we can get in. Um, it, it's uh, again, you guys can count us, count on us doing combine stuff. Uh, like Ryan said, some, some fun news, hopefully come down the pipeline. Uh, but then the last thing, and I'm sure this is, mm, this is going to bug you that I'm going to leave it off with this. Um, the bears need to have fire fluce and um, hire Bobby Slowick, the uh, Texans OC. Look what he did with CJ Stroud. That's what you guys need to do. Let him do that with the rookie quarterback again. Be beautiful. Hire your offensive guy. Sorry that you have to go through that, Bears fans. I rest my case. It's it's rough. Thank you guys yeah. again, and thank you for two years, Ryan. Yes, yeah. Um, so that'll do it for the Pigskin Project this week. Thank you very much for listening all the way through. We've had a lot of people chime in and out and everything, all the comments and everything. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you guys are listening for the very first time and you guys want your voice to be heard, please leave a comment below and we will talk about no matter what time it is, we will definitely talk about it. Um, We love making time for talking football. Um, We do it once a week with each other. And uh, that's literally not it. I promise you like 90% of the conversations we have are about football too. So, (laughs) Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a football fan. It's a even better time to be watching the pigskin project. We are nearing episode a hundred. And um, couldn't be more excited for what's to come. So um, we want to thank 
um, you know, regional radio sports network, uppercuts grooming, Spotify for podcasters. Um, we also want to thank Kyle Gagliardi for coming on the show tonight. It was a lot of fun. Go watch the on the mark wrestling podcast because it's a great, great show. They'll be live tomorrow night. Um, I believe at seven o'clock central time. Um, so if you guys are big wrestling fans, you know, go chime into that. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, until next time, go follow us on all of our socials and we will see you guys next week.